Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Eric and Eric here. How, How you doing? doing? I'm good. Good. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. Big football fans. Did you watch the game last night? Sure. Uh, so big news in football. Tom Brady lost. He doesn't lose yeah, often, but he, he lost this playoff game. He's done for the season. The Bucks lost to the Dallas Cowboys, thirty-one to fourteen. It's it was not even a, close. Yeah, it, it wasn't even competitive, and that's gonna that's gonna lead to my uh, next point. But you know, Brady didn't have a great game, and here's what he had to say afterwards to the press about his plans for the future. What is your process from here when you start to think about what you want to do next? Because obviously it's going to be huge speculation. I'm going to go home and get a good night's sleep as good as I can tonight. And uh, I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort. And I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through. And you guys got a tough job. And I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support. And, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and I uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Now, let's focus on the back <laughs> half of that. So the, big, the beginning is I love, I love sort of uh, like a football analyst during a game, I like breaking down yeah. uh, sort of this commentary. The first half is I'm going to go home and get a good night's sleep and sort of an empty platitude that you give after a game. Yeah, we need and, like a telestrator to go through exactly. sentence by circle. Yeah, <laughs> now, the, the, the last part. Is, the, the first is him just masterfully sidestepping the question. That's right. And he knows what they're asking. Are you retiring? Is this it? Are you done? He knows uh, where the question is going. I'm just going to go home. Just focusing one day at a time. That's right. But that was that sounded like a goodbye. Look, when you say thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, he's speaking to the press corps for the Bucs, uh, people that you learn to know over the course of a yeah. season. He has to answer these questions every Sunday or every t- every game he plays. Um, there was a little catch in his voice. Did you hear it? That's it why sounded I like to hear he the started clip. to choke up for just a second. There was like, a little bit little of choking up. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, what I would like to do, if we're really going to robustly analyze this, is play it against uh, last year's final <laughs> final <laughs> but, press conference. Did he also do the same song and dance and then come back so that we but, but remember read he, into this? So he, yeah, he retired in uh, February. I was like, yes, okay, so he's done and then or then unretired. So even if he does retire doesn't necessarily mean anything because that might last a couple weeks right but he's he's 45 and I think maybe he thought he could go out with a Super Bowl win or out on top and the older he gets the the, the worse he's damaging kind of not not his legacy because he that's his set. legacy's sort it, of set, set but but go out on top yes here's the here I want, I want to push back a little bit he had a pretty good season I think he had sort of like the most completions he's ever had or something like that where he's still playing at a very very high level he made the playoffs uh the team around him is pretty good although not Super Bowl caliber apparently yeah. uh I think he's coming back and here's the two reasons two big reasons I think he's coming back last night was messy it's a bad note to go out yeah. on um it's if you're that good you want to go out in that jordan-esque last shot on the bulls kind of way although jordan came back on the that, wizards the and thing. had a you, sad conclusion you do want to come back and again like just you know blow it out your last season yeah. but you also run the risk of just getting worse 
you do. You run the risk that you are now going to really decline. The team is going to be even worse, and you're going to have an even worse note than a playoff yeah. loss. You may not even get into the playoffs. That could be a worse ending for Tom Brady. Uh, I don't think his brain is wired that way. I think he's wired no. like a winner. He thinks he's going to win the Super Bowl every year, and that's why he's won and so many of them. a lot of the time he does. The second reason I believe he's coming back is he doesn't have anyone home telling him not to. <laughs> There's no lady <laughs> nagging him to quit. Yeah, I know. No, well, no, but I it's true. The, that Giselle, was... the Giselle issue is now over. You know, they, they are was divorced. Clearly, a lot of the pressure last season was she wanted him to retire. And, yep. and that was sort of the, the final straw, it seems like, is when he unretired. She's like, you know what? I'm done. Right. Like, you said you were quitting. You did. Then you came back. Said you were quitting. You did. Came back. He doesn't have that now. He can do whatever he wants. Yes, and and I think he is a guy who's going to want to do something. Now, he does have a promising telecasting, you know, broadcasting career ahead of him. He signed that huge deal yeah. with Fox, and and when he's done, he's going to immediately get into the booth, and that's kind of a full-time job. you got to research. You have to go to even more games and, and sort yeah. of tell us, you know, learn how to analyze them. He'll have to learn a new skill, so he will be able to keep himself busy. He'll obviously play a lot of golf and things like that. <laughs> the guy loves football, though, and and you know he 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 can't uh unretire again because he's so old that he has to just stay keep playing every year he can't yeah. play this song and dance he's he's 45 years old um you know he doesn't have his kids and a full life to go back to anymore i'm not saying he has an empty house he probably has family <laughs> probably he'll have a girlfriend like sad loser just sitting on the couch <laughs> but watching bachelor in paradise what would you where would you put your money on this like i, I, I think i think we could split the difference though because he's a free agent now right yeah so so it could be like that could buy at the end there like thank you for welcoming me could have just been a goodbye bye to bye tampa yes. not to football some so, people are saying, it, will he have a swan song with the Patriots? Obviously, the, he built his career. That would be kind of weird, wouldn't it? They're really down. You know, it would be very weird. Belichick uh, didn't make the playoffs. It's a yeah. very rare thing for the Patriots to not be a good football team. They're not a good football team. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady back on the on the Patriots would be a huge storyline. They might put some assets around him, have one last run at it. That would be yeah. sort of a heroic conclusion to the Brady saga. That would be an interesting way to go out. It would sure. be an interesting way. He's not sort of tied to, like, keeping his kids in school. They're with Giselle. If, yeah. if they have their life set in Florida, he could do it. Um, he seems to like the Florida life, though. I got to be honest with you; it's yeah. very warm weather. He, it's <laughs> like, I, I don't see him going back to the frigid Northeast yeah. for a year just to like prove himself. But it's possible; it's out there, and people have floated that possibility. On a sad note, um, uh, during Monday's game, there was a vicious, vicious injury um, where re- the receiver on the Bucks, Russell Gage, took a nasty, nasty hit yeah. uh, to the head, had a concussion, and the neck. People and thought he was maybe paralyzed, like for a second. Like then they could see he was moving, but. You know, after what you just saw with DeMar Hamlin, it just, it, it was... You get shaken up. It was scary. Yes. And this is a more sort of traditional type of football scary injury. What happened to DeMar Hamlin was so strange, uh, you know, a, a, was, a heart yeah, issue that, in the middle of the football field. One of a, with CPR one of a million kind of circumstances. Yeah. Horrendous. We've seen these kind of, uh, are we worried about paralysis type injuries? Yeah. Um, and it's scary. You know, following the game, head coach Todd Bowles said he has a concussion. He's being evaluated for potential neck injuries. And he wasn't sure if there was movement in all of his extremities. Now, we're hopeful that everything turns out okay, but... This is one of the problems with football. I, I think that DeMar Hamlin, now that he's out of the hospital, everyone is going to say, you know, that was a one-in-a-million event. That shouldn't change football. And I tend to agree with that. Look, yeah. cardiac events are cardiac events. And, and he was a young man. No one expected this to happen. It's not intrinsic to the nature of football. This type of injury is intrinsic to the nature of football. Yeah. Concussions and neck injuries. And this is a concussion and a neck injury in one. They make football a scary sport. I mean, I, I, I'm a father of a young young kids, and I would never let them play the sport because it, yeah. it, it part of the game is having injuries like that. 
and I just wouldn't subject my child to it. And I think a lot more people are starting to think like me, and then you lose the pipeline of people in uh, the game. But there not, not that be, you're missing the yeah, little. There's, there's the going to be a shortage like, of football players. Yeah, the NFL players are going to be struggling. Like, who can we get to do this? You're right, but it becomes a little bit at some point like um, cockfighting. You know, like you're like it's just like it could become sort of this marginalized, strange sport. It is yeah, America's but, but, but cockfighting never America's was a game billion now. dollar industry that people did every week for you know, that that. You don't think it? You don't think it'll go the way? Football's not going anywhere. No. Yeah. No. Even though this, we're just going to watch these young men sort of subject themselves to this brutality, and we'll sit there and watch it and eat popcorn. But the like, thing there is, will never I, any I guess be- what's and, and another difference there with the the cockfighting analogy, which was a bit of a reach. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the roosters once a very large sport, I'm sure in in, uh, in Mexico. Uh, oh, in West Virginia, where I'm from. Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I know about cockfighting. Um, the, you know the, the roosters can't decide to do it. The, the, these That's players right. want to do this, it's, and not like they're being forced to do it. They want to play because they love the sport. Yes, and they know the risk going into it. I mean, yeah, they, they love. The they sport. want to do it. That's true. That's true. And look, they are sort of indoctrinated to love the sport. It's sort sort of part of the American fabric. I mean, this country used to have. I'll put it a. You're right. Cockfighting involves animals that we are subjecting to a sport that they probably don't want to play. I won't get into whether the animals enjoy it. Uh, But, you know, bare knuckle boxing, things like this used to exist in America and they don't anymore because it was brutal. And it said something about the spectators and about the participants that we collectively as a society said, this is yucky. We're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to have two guys pound each other with their bare knuckles. We're going to put gloves on them. Like, there are yeah. things that change. Well, and, and, and football's changed. I mean, the helmets have changed. The, the leather the helmets. Pads. Yeah. And, and, but, also, but this type of injury can't be worked around in the same way. We put the pads on the, on the, on the knuckles, and now boxing is a little bit less savage. The I, hits, I think, the I think hits are their their brains are jarring in their head because they're sure. and we're seeing all the, the CTE other. stuff and how bad that is and and we you know we're fifty years sixty years into seeing how this affects people at this point but the thing is that ultimately I think nothing will really change is the people who kind of are okay with that risk yeah. are the people who love football yeah the people who are like hand wringing like this is so violent are people who probably don't watch football in the first place yes so you're not losing an audience there. It's That's people right. who think it's barbaric to begin with, so and they don't really need to grow the audience. It's massive. It's pretty huge. Yeah, so, I think they're good. Well, that's a that's that's that, that's not gonna. So football's not going anywhere. Nothing's, I, nothing's gonna <laughs> change. Nothing's gonna change. Just you know, glad uh, Russell Gage is okay. Good. Tom Brady. Tom Brady will have a job if he if he wants one. It sounds like <laughs> the, sure. the sport's pretty not pretty going sure. anywhere. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. All right, I want to move to a a, a sadder story. This is uh, the continuing saga of Aaron Carter's death. And his family is now speaking out and saying he didn't drown. Uh, there There were reports because he was found in a bathtub that the thought was he drowned. They say they've heard from the L.A. County Coroner's Office. There's no water found in his lungs. So that's yeah. a conclusion that he, he didn't drown. He didn't drown. He, you know, he unless died you of an overdose. Breathe in water. 
you yeah. you didn't drown. Yeah. Uh, they're saying it was drug related. It was an overdose, and they have some interesting things to say about some text messages uh, that Aaron got. Yeah, it's it's really weird. So so his uh, girlfriend has turned over his phone to to investigators. They think, sort of implying there could be some foul play here. Yeah. Uh, that he was texting with someone about a substance. They, they didn't say exactly what. And, it, the, the, and a debt. And the person said that Aaron owed him $800. Yes. Aaron said that he did not want the substance or didn't need it. And then the person said, you still owe me the money. And then the last thing Aaron texted was, is that a threat? This and that's, is, where the, that's where the exchange stops. Look, this sounds scary. And, and the family is being careful to say, like, you know, we don't know if this led to any foul play, but they're doing the right thing. They're turning that over to yeah. investigators, and they really should because it could shed light on either the person who furnished the substance that, that ended up killing Aaron, if they had any sort of interaction potentially, yeah. um, you know. The coroner hasn't said that he was killed in a homicidal fashion, so no, I don't no, want to put I don't want to put that out there in any way. I think way, they know it was an overdose. Color. They're just waiting on the toxicology to determine exactly what was in a system. That's right. And look, if you have a, a substance that kills you in your system, it could be completely uh, accidental. It could be the person who furnished it didn't know. It could be the person who furnished that substance did know that it was potentially yeah. lethal. We don't know any of those elements, and it's it's interesting. You know, Aaron wasn't. Um, Aaron, during his life, would say some things that sounded sort of paranoid at times, so I don't want to put right. too much stock in a text that said, are you threatening me, and then cutting off. Nevertheless, uh, the timing is conspicuous. You know, this was very close to his time of death. He was someone who used drugs for a long period of time, which could lead you to believe that he could take a lethal overdose, but it also um, cuts the other way in some ways. People who use drugs a lot during their lives, sometimes know the right amounts to take mm. to stay alive. And Aaron, I think, was a guy who was very familiar with drugs. Um, so there's a narrative that could be created that he knew exactly how to take drugs, and the idea of an accidental overdose is sort of far-fetched for someone who right. was so uh, well-versed well, in taking them. Yeah, but that can also be, at a point, your body just gives out. That's true like, as well. You know, like Rick James died of a heart attack, but it was because, his, and he was doing drugs, but it was just his body after decades of that abuse was like, I, I give up. Yeah. And, it, it could, and Aaron Carter was very young, but he had been doing serious drugs for a long time. And, and your body can just be like, no more. Right. Listen, I, I, I think when I, when I see a story like this, I don't think we've heard the last word on this story. No. I, I found this an interesting wrinkle. When we covered the Aaron Carter story, I thought this is just a sad conclusion to a drug-fueled life and his body just gave out. I'm not as sure now that I yeah. hear his family saying, look, he didn't drown. Um, it was a drug overdose. They seem sort of very forthcoming and honest about who Aaron was and what they found in his phone and that they're handing it over to investigators. I do expect to hear from law enforcement that they're looking into these things. Well, I think uh, he deserves as much. I assume they do. And, but also, if nothing else, whoever this person on the other end of the text was, like, remember... Um, Could be dangerous. Well, remember when Mac Miller overdosed, the yes. person who got him the drugs was eventually arrested. That's and, right. And certainly, because it was a uh, fentanyl, right? Was, yes. And, and so that was accidental in that sense. But still, the person procured the drugs for him and, and was arrested for it. Yeah. So I, if this is a... I mean, a drug, drug Dealing drugs is still illegal. So if that's who this person on the other end of the, the text is... He should be held accountable. They should be investigating. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and, it's, and look, you, you mentioned fentanyl. We, I don't know exactly what drugs were in Aaron Carter's system. I don't think that's yeah, out. People, he, the, the, you know, the, the concern was that he was like uh, huffing. huffing. Yes. And so there wouldn't be fentanyl in that. Yeah, huffing, though, is is more of a drug that you 
sort of buy over the counter. You buy the, you buy yeah, these, we, you know, compressed air compressed cans air things. cans, and you huff them. Some of them are used to like you know sort of uh, get dust out of your keyboard. That's yeah. a popular one that people huff. I don't know if he was huffing or what he was huffing well, or yeah, what types of drugs. Like, not long before he died, maybe like a day or two before. Remember the video where there yes. was no image and you could hear what sounded like him huffing from an air can. Yes, but we don't know if that's what could have caused the overdose, what else he might have been taking. I mean, that's all the toxicology report will come out for that. That's right. And there's just a lot left to investigate. It's sort of a, a sad and a bit of a scarier conclusion than I anticipated with Aaron Carter. And, and, you know, law enforcement will ultimately give us some answers here, hopefully. And if there's someone dangerous out there on the streets, they should be held accountable. Mac Miller, yeah. all of those people ended up being convicted in, in criminal, in criminal right. court. You know, some of them took plea deals and so forth. But the story is not over just because, um, you know, he died, and there's a coroner's report. There's often, you know, you know, criminal investigations that attend right. these things, especially when they're drug-related. So we'll have to see, especially since we're in the middle of a fentanyl epidemic and a drug epidemic. Uh, law, law enforcement's particularly interested in solving these types of things. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But for now, that'll do it for us. Yeah. All right. See you next time.